Go ahead. Oh, oh. <laughs> I couldn't remember if it was five or I couldn't remember how long it had to be. 20 minutes of just sitting there quietly. <laughs> Making sure we have enough silence. Um, So, I was listening to a podcast and they were like, uh, the two guys, they were friends and they were just taking random questions from, from an audience. They, they got from like Twitter and different things. And one of the questions I like was, if you were just gifted or somehow came in like a billion dollars... And what would be the thing you, the first thing you would do? Now, the stipulations to this are, it has to be completely selfish. It can't be, like, you can't give it to charity. You can't, you know what I mean? What would, like, what would be the big, like, as examples, like, one of the guys was, like, a big, like, Red Sox fan. So he's like, I would just see how much of the socks I could get with that billion dollars. Like, so, like, if you got a billion dollars, what would be, like, some of the greedy things that you would just just splurge it on one vibranium sex doll <laughs> yeah whole thing is made of yeah it'd probably hurt it would hurt but be probably worth a billion dollars at least i don't know i would uh i mean it's fucking books house books? library add on a mansion to my house that is just the library <laughs> i don't know um library is bigger than the house yeah I, I would probably, I'd probably get a new vehicle. <laughs> you think? Maybe? Instead of my shitty 2000 Jeep Wrangler, I might get like a 2002 Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> <laughs> I always tell Mindy, like, she's like, oh, when we hit the Powerball, I'm going to win $500 million. What, what do you want me to buy? And I was like, I'd like some new trousers, please. <laughs> some suspenders. I'd like some underwear without holes in them. So you could buy that now. I can. <laughs> But I don't want to. Yeah. Is that me, Squeaky? I, yeah, I'm not squeaking, I think. How am I? I'm not moving. It's only when I'm talking I hear the squeaking. So you run in your mouth. Running in my mouth, it's all squeaky. I'd get some WD-40 toothpaste. It's probably a drink bad. The toothpaste? No, the W-240. W-240? W whatever it is. The D-40? D-40. W-240. That's high end. Yeah. That's like just glutton. Like you're some... I, uh, is it from? Is it coming from above? I don't know. Is somebody like hiding out in here? I wonder if it's picking it up on the microphone. Let me just move. Maybe my actually, my chair might just be falling apart. Honestly, yeah. that I, high that fancy chair you got yesterday, I rose it by like a foot because I wanted to be higher in here for some reason. I wanted to lord over you, Spencer, oh. and now I'm too high, and I think it's making my chair squeak. Anyway, what would you do with a billion dollars? I was thinking about it. I would, I would see if, um, if that'd be enough to let Disney, Disney let me just like run Marvel comics. Like I don't, you know, I don't know anything, but I'd be like, I just, I, I get to be in charge. You know what I mean? I could say, you know, I'm in, in you know, basically the new editor in chief or whatever it is, or the creative officer or whatever it is. Disney or Warner Brothers, whichever one would have me. I have a feeling I'd maybe Warner Brothers. Probably be more. I would probably have a better chance with. They seem to be doing a little bit, uh, having a little bit more trouble uh, financially wise. But uh, other than like you know, just something that's just like completely out there. Yeah, that would probably be like a, a thing I would think about. Maybe a more realistic thing would be you know just finishing like long like you know like I would have my Amazing Fantasy number one. I'd have my Amazing Spider Man one through whatever that I need. Like you know like that kind of stuff. I would buy a rinky-dink wrestling promotion. Yeah. And just get all the big-time wrestlers to come over. I think somebody's do working on that. <laughs> I don't care. You know what I would do? I would hire all the terrible people from 90s wrestling, like Vince Russo <laughs> and uh, fuck, just any of the, like Eric Bischoff, just any of the people that like, ruined WCW. Anybody that needs a job. Yeah. And I would... uh. I'd make them get beat up in front of everybody. I don't know. If, if I had a billion dollars, I just wouldn't work. That's just my goal. Yeah. I just don't want to work anymore. Tired of it. Would you write a novel? That's what I was just going to say. Do you think if you had a billion dollars, if you would even, would you attempt writing anymore? Or do you think that'd be the perfect opportunity to write? I think I would write more. You would think you would write more. Too busy, uh... What was it? Flying around Europe and stuff. You can say, yeah, because at, at that point, like... You know, because we all talk, you know, we, we always talk big game about, you know, the love of writing and doing it for the craft and the joy of it and da-da-da and all that bullshit. But mm -hmm. also, 
It'd be nice to be able to make some kind of substantial living off of it. Yes. So, like, if you've got said billion dollars and if you wasn't a complete idiot about it, you should never need money again. You know what I would do for real, though? I would open up a fancy whiskey bar bookshop. Ooh, yeah, you go. It'd be uh, not in this area, obviously, because fucking I'd go out of business yeah. immediately. But uh, And I'd have secret society party, Spencer. Ooh. I don't, like, eyes wide shut party. No, I don't know about... <laughs> maybe. <laughs> That's how it starts off with just, like... I want an intellectual party like Tolkien and, you know, those old-timey writers got together and they had uh, their smoking lounge yeah. parties and they talked about philosophy in their books. That would be cool. But I feel like at some point one of those creepy old guys goes, well, I'm getting some, like, you know, some ladies in here. Yeah. Like, all right, how about we have the ladies and we'll retire at the end of the evening to the yeah. smoking. But then it slowly morphs into eyes wide shut party. Hmm. And then you got Tom Cruise wandering around like, what the fuck's this happening? Hmm. Um, what about if you had all that money uh, starting, like, a mid-range, like, publishing, like, company? That would so, be cool. So that way, like, you might not actually be doing the work, but you're kind of, well, I guess that would be, wouldn't be, that would be against the rules. That'd be kind of... I would publish leather-bound, fancy-covered books, like, kind of like a, a folio society or something, like, with art, like, hire artists to do, uh, you know, the cool shit. But it wouldn't be, like, the classics. It would be up-and-coming writers mm. and be like, hey, you know, see if we like your work and stuff. And we'll see, I up. really thought you were going to go, like, fancy nice covers for copies of Jungle Fantasies. Jungle <laughs> Fantasies? <laughs> I, would, I would buy. I don't know how much you love those books. I would buy that property, and I would turn it into something that's going to win the Eisner Award. I would bring smut comics to the forefront of society. There you go. In my eyes wide shut parties, that's what we'll be reading. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are what's on the tap for the book clubs for the Eyed Wide Shut crew. I would have like a, what was it, The Mask of the Red Death by Poe, where there's like a bubonic pandemic plague shit where everybody bleeds out of the face going on around them. It's an awful pandemic. So all the rich people just go in the castle and they're just having a big party. But then the death meets them mm. in the castle. I would have the bubonic plague party at my house. Get rid of all those rich people. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll be the only rich person. I'd get Jeffrey Bezos. A billion dollars is not enough to get that guy's attention. No. I would need uh, at least uh, a couple zeros added to that. He probably wouldn't know notice if he lost a billion dollars if somebody didn't tell him. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, it makes me so angry. I just, like, you got so much money, you could do so much cool shit. I'm going to go to the moon. Oh, what? We like, don't even do that. You just, just fly to the outside of the Earth. Not even, like, outer, outer space. Just yeah. fucking around the rim here. It's like, why? I mean, I guess that'd be cool to see, but you didn't have to make a spectacle out of it. You just did it. Yeah. It's like, at least Elon Musk was going to have Mars. to make it look like your dick either. Yeah, but yeah, fucking like big penis mobile. I just, like, if I had that much money, I would be doing so much cool shit. Like, I'd, I'd open up bookstores all over the place. I'd buy TikTok and put it out of business. <laughs> well, he is, isn't he supposed to be, I don't know necessarily bookstores, but isn't he supposed to be working on, like, like kind a, of Amazon book, yeah, or like, like physical bookstores. Yeah, or, or like yeah, like a physical brick and mortar stores. To, I think he just wants to do that to put Barnes and Noble out of business. I mean, that wouldn't be surprising. I don't, I don't know, America, the world, it's all looking bleak anymore. So I don't really know. I don't. I'm never gonna have a billion dollars. Probably the chance Prince? is never zero. zero. It's it's very low, but it's never this zero. Never you can, zero. Always that chance that you'll be. Remember that, kids. Yeah. No matter what anybody tells you in life, it's never zero. Spencer coming to your house and punching you in the face randomly. Very low probability that that'll ever happen, especially the farther you live. Like, if you live in a hut in, you know, the fucking Amazon rainforest, very unlikely Spencer will fly out there, find you, and punch you in the face. But... Unless if I had the billion dollars. You had... <laughs> flying places, Jason and Bob style. Just punching people. Uh, that's... There's worse things you could do with your money, I guess. I find all those people that had, like, those shitty comments on that, that terrible uh, article that I wrote years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you get? Read the title. Read it. Just read the goddamn first paragraph. <laughs> Don't jump right into the list. Uh, those people do deserve violence. But you know what? That's a podcast for another day.
You are listening to the Drunken Penwriting Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb James. With me today, Spencer, the Mongolian Manatee Molester Church. Ooh, hey. Manatees, really? The gentle giant of the sea? (laughs) And you're molesting them. How do you molest a manatee? I I don't know. It's gross. What do you mean you don't know? You're the one who does it. You know what? I like to think that they can censor it. We'll talk about that off air. I don't want to. Today we're discussing 25 of the most terrifying horror books ever by Barnes & Noble. Um, we're going to do the top 10. How about that? That works. I don't want to do that. Maybe skim through after that, see you know if there's what? anything notable. I'll read, I'll read the titles until we get to the top 10. Okay. So, uh, because I was looking for a book for us to read for the Halloween thing. Yeah. Um, which I'm really looking into, uh, Mary, well, not Mary Shelley, uh. Yeah, you hate her. Yeah. Uh, I don't hate her. I just don't like Frankenstein. Oh, what the f- Shirley Jackson, Haunting a Hill House. Uh, the book sounds familiar. The yeah. name, the, the, her name doesn't ring a bell, but the, the name of the book does. Now, how yeah. big is that book, though? It was like 150 pages. Oh. That's Ooh. why I was... Yeah. Um, I also put a call out on Twitter, which one of the... Somebody who we published not that long, I think last Halloween period, actually has a novella out, a horror oh. novella. So he might send it our way. So uh, we'll probably read that too because that's you know yeah. short. Um, we, we were also talking about uh, Ron Wink, Ray Wink, Ray Ray Wink, The Tower of the Dead. Um, I don't know if I want to do because we did an episode on the first one. Mm. I don't know if that's necessarily fair to just do him again okay. versus another indie author. That's why I suggest. I mean, we can still read it. It only takes like you know a couple hours. Well, it's, it's been a while since we did that first one. Yeah, a couple years, I guess. Because last year we did Dracula, and I'm not going lofty like that yeah. again. Uh, so anyway, this doesn't have numbers, but I'm just going to... I'll count. Wait, let me... Let me just get in there. Get chin in. I can't wait to get rid of these pop filters in five years when we have the money to just not... I've had a billion dollars the podcast <laughs> studio. We'd be sitting on mics. We'd still have awful quality podcasts, but the... the the actual setup would be very nice. I feel like our setup's better than some people's. Uh, compared to what we used to have, that oh, was yeah. hot dog shit in a fucking dirty kitchen on a broken table from the 1700s. And Every people listen to that. Helicopters. I don't know. They did. We did have helicopters. All the time. Uh, number 25. Literally everything Edgar Allan Poe wrote. Well, fucking, come on, guy. Get Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, has a nice collection from the Barnes and Noble Classic leather bound editions. I have uh, at least one of those, so I would recommend picking that up. It's like his complete works. No, uh, that's if, not what they have listed on here, but and say so if you would have to, what would be your essential like? Poe, uh, yeah, thing that you'd recommend somebody to maybe to read for around the Halloween time. Um, poetry, I would go the Raven, obviously, and Ulalume, which is my personal favorite. Um, poem, I think, just of all time. Top ten at least, but definitely favorite Poe poem. Uh, I would read the Telltale Heart. What about one? The cast of. I would say, what about one that's not bad? People might not know, like you know, one of the ones that, like you know, his big ones that people can, you know, just pull off the top of their head, like something maybe you know, one of his. Uh... Well, I mean, the cask of Amontillado is pretty popular, but I don't know if a lot of people have ever actually read that one. So I would recommend that. Uh, I haven't read it yet, but the see, I don't think the Murder in the Rue Morgue is actually not really horror. That's more of a mystery. It's uh. like the first detective story. Uh, fun fact: he invented the genre. Nobody really knows that. Yeah, I, I, you mentioned that yeah. before, and every time I'm just like, really? Like, he did. They wasn't. They wasn't so weird. Mystery like... detectives before. I mean, think about it, how old yeah. detectives really? I mean, what else would I recommend from Poe? Uh, apparently the. I completely fucked that up. I was going to say The Murder of Hank Pym, which sounds awesome. <laughs> uh, something, I forget the title. It's his only novel. Something of the Gordon Pym. Uh, I think that has, is like horror. I think something like Sea Monsters or something. Apparently it wasn't very good, but at, just maybe at the time people didn't enjoy it. I'm not sure. I haven't checked that out. That's a, at the end of that collection. I didn't get to that yet because... Now, For me, I'm, it's hard to read a lot of Poe in, like, big I stretches. I can imagine, because I just remember before, whenever we were still working together, and you had, like, I don't know if it was the same It was a different collection. collection. But you just, like, you let me skim through just random pages, and, like, 
I couldn't even read like half the <laughs> words, and the ones I could read, I'd be like, I what that makes no sense. Like I don't, yeah. I don't get it. Reading level advanced. Yeah. Uh, no, I know you haven't read it, but I'm gonna ask: Have you flipped through that um that uh snifter that I I'm gonna post? I did read that. Oh, did you did end up the reading snifter it? of terror? It was okay. It uh, it was like really comedy, um, like a lot of comedy. Over the, almost like a mad magazine yeah. type of feel to it. I think, am I thinking of the right one? Because I got two Poe books. I had one that was a goofy one, and then that Snifter. Which one was the serious? Was there a serious one? I think there was a, maybe I, the Snifter of Terror. Maybe. I feel like that was the goofy well, one. Because, well, the Snifter of Terror, I think, had like multiple stories. Like, you know what I mean? They both had, they were both the collection. Because I think there's another volume of that, and then there's a Snifter of Blood. Which is kind of like its newest series, if you... Here, I'm looking it up real quick. Uh, yeah, Edgar Allan Poe's Snifter of Terror, that one. That was yeah. like a comedy kind of thing. It was an enjoyable read. It was uh, weird. Uh, the only thing I didn't like about it is they made Poe a ridiculous, raging, alcoholic buffoon. Yeah. Because uh, it was supposed to be parody, but you know, if you actually know the story of Edgar Allan Poe, he wasn't like a raging, alcoholic buffoon. That was uh, one of his critics after he died... Wrote his obituary, which is a shitty thing to do, and just said he was a raging alcoholic like that. Uh, though Poe did actually do uh, go through bouts of alcoholism in his life, but he wasn't like, you know, how they portrayed in the Snifter of Terror. Um, I think anybody who had to live around that time at least had a scent of alcoholism. You'd have to, right? Oh, yeah, to make sure. it through, To make it through that time? Um, I lost that article. <laughs> I fucking closed it out to... Uh, Oh, I gotta find that again. Man, we're professional here. Um, what did I say? Barnes and Noble. NPR had one too, but those are all hundred. I figure Barnes and Noble would be alright because if I send people here in the show notes, they gotta buy the book. Yeah. Alright, I'm back, Jack. <laughs> Sorry. No. Number twenty-four is uh House of Leaves by Mark Z. Danielewski. Can you consider that horror? Yeah, it's horror. The main story, just listen to our episodes we did on it. Me and Ash uh, did an inebriated reading challenge. See, because I did listen to those episodes, you and still I don't did. know what it's about. Well, that's, yeah, it's uh, it's weird, but it's a cult classic. Um, you know what I would consider that, that book? Almost like Donnie Darko. Because Donnie Darko could be horror, technically, like if yeah. you look at just the weird fucking bunny monster and shit, but it's not. Uh, that's how the House of Leaves kind of was. Uh, we have... Rosemary's Baby. I always didn't give a shit about that. Yeah. I uh, didn't care about the movie or the... I don't... Like, Son and... Like, the Antichrist and the Sons of Satan and all that stuff, Offspring of Satan. I was never... I just didn't care. I mean, and it's hard to kind of beat, like, The Omen. Yeah. uh, Which I don't know if that came first or not, but... uh, Well, Rosemary's Baby was different in that it was, like demon worshippers or something like cultists that tried to steal the lady's baby or pregnant with the end of Christ. Something fucking stupid. Um, that's a, Oh, what the fuck is his name? The, the fucking basement raper. Uh, you know, hold on. Um, basement raper. Roman, Roman Polanski. Oh yeah. He had like a fucking 13 year old girl in his basement or something. Mm. I don't remember. I, I assume that was after the Manson family incident. Uh, The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson. I will read this one because this is a strong consideration for me. When you think about cliches, and by the way, most of the lists I looked up, this was in the top three. Oh, yeah. A lot of the times it was number one. Well, I was going to wait till we got the, you know, close to the end, just be asking how you feel, how you felt that Poe was at the very end of the list. Well, seeing as that was a collection, and well, we'll fix, again, we'll wait till the end. When you think about cliches and horror fiction, The Haunted House is at the top of the list, an idea done so often it's frequently an unintentional parody. Shirley Jackson, however, was no ordinary writer. She takes the concept of The Haunted House and perfects it. Now, I liked both Haunting of Hill House movies that I saw. The one from, I think it was the 90s, with, uh, I'm fucking, I can't remember people's names, but Jeffrey Rush. Uh, he played the Vincent Price character, and the Vincent Price one, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was Vincent Price, from like the... I don't know, it was black and white era. Yeah. Uh, I like both of those. The not the modern one, I think, is an underrated classic. They do get a little bit of Chris Kattan in there that you might not want them. Or am I, th- am I cobbling together? Because there's a couple. You know what? 
there's a couple Haunting House movies. One is The Haunting of Hill House, but I don't remember if they did a second one. I forgot to unplug the refrigerator. This episode's off the rails. That's crazy. Fuck. Uh, but anyway, yeah. That's no, a- it's not. That's not. It's a scary ghost. <laughs> Lee, what is it? Patrick does little, 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 little. <laughs> when they're on the haunted <laughs> Viking ship. <laughs> little, little, little. Because <laughs> what are they doing? Like, the fucking Flying Dutchman. I forget what he was doing. He was like, whoo, yeah. being scary. And then fucking SpongeBob doing something stupid. But Patrick, who's steering the ghost ship, is just going, little, little, little. He sounds, you know, how that guy's yeah. out. Uh, your, your buddy, yeah. Uh, Bill Fagerback. Yeah, your bestie. We tried to make him a thing for a while, and we fucking love uh, This one I wouldn't consider horror, though it is very horrible. I, I already read this when I was a kid. <laughs> Not horrible isn't bad. Horrible oh. is in the fucking content. Lord of the Flies by William oh, yeah. Golding. Yeah, I uh, would think more maybe like suspense, if anything. I mean, a bunch of kids fucking killing each other. It's yeah. hard to say it's not horror, but it's not supposed to be horror, I don't think. Uh, either way, that's a rough read, especially now. I imagine like a fucking 20-year-old reading that now. That'd be, ooh. This was a movie, I think, starring Ezra Miller. I didn't see it, but it's always pops up in my horror group, and they say it's very fucked up. Uh, so I would imagine the book. I might actually have to read this to find out what it's about. We need to talk about Kevin by I've, Lionel Shriver. I've heard about that. I don't really know what it's about. Another story centered on the terror of children. The horror inherent in this story comes from the fact that the human beings we create eventually become their own people and possibly strangers to us. Not everyone has a close and loving relation relationship with their parents. And while the idea that your own kids might grow up to be criminals isn't pleasant, most people assume they will at least recognize themselves in their kids. Uh, but yeah, it's like I'm Ezra Miller, he's just like a fucking diabolical, you know, evil kids are always like that. What was it? The Good Son with Macaulay Culkin. Is, is, does that movie also have, um, I never seen it, so I couldn't uh, tell you. I just know he was, I'm, I'm pretty sure I think he was. It have that, um, the guy from Step Brothers in it that, uh, not Will Ferrell, but, um, John C. Riley. Yeah. Perhaps. Next up, we have Night Film by Marisha Pest. In the internet age, it's pretty easy to fall down a rabbit's hole of pop culture obsession, and there are still areas of culture that haven't had a wiki created around them. Uh, and this is about an underground filmmaker who, uh, you know, is going to come across some sketchy shit on the internet, I imagine. Uh, this one, I don't know if this is the from the movie or not, if the movie is based on this, but Ring by mm. Koji Suzuki. The novel that inspired the horror films of the same name. So you know the premise. Mm. Uh, I would actually be down for that. Yeah, that'd I, be... The only problem is I know the premise. You know, I've seen The Ring. Yeah. I've seen both Japanese and the American version. So I would, uh, it, while it would be a fun read, probably, I, you know, you kind of know what's going to happen. Or uh, maybe. Or they changed. Yeah, they might have changed it. Like... It has been a while since I've watched those movies, though. So I would at least be going into it kind of forgetting some of the characters and stuff. And because I imagine that, because I don't, I don't know if I've ever actually, like, sat down and watched that whole movie. But I remember it being very creepy and weird. Yeah. So I could imagine things, especially from what I've read of Japanese these authors <laughs> recently. Actually, that- a Japanese uh, horror novel would be something we should read at some point. Um, <clears throat> maybe not for this Halloween, but at some point, yeah. I think. Uh, Christmas? Yeah, Christmas. Christmas. Uh, next up, Pen Pal by Dathan Arbach. Dathan? Not Nathan. Dathan. Dathan. Really Dathan? Pivoting on the idea that we're often blinded by the details we can see, making it impossible to see the bigger picture, Arbach's debut began life as a series of creepypasta stories on the internet. All right, I'm not going to... I thought you were just going with the titles for most of them. I was, but I'd never heard of some of these, and I want to uh. know what they're about a little bit. I'm not reading the whole bolt fucking synopsis they give, but uh, I'm not... Creepypasta has gone such so far into the shitter, in my opinion, that I'm not interested in book based on creepypastas. Yeah. Um, I mean, you had some good things like the Slender Man and the Russian Sleep Experiment, and some cool things when, if you know, back in the day. But now it's all like fanfic horror. I don't know, gobbledygook, gobbledygook, gobbledygook from the gobbledygooker himself, uh, Hector Guerrero. Why do I know that? <laughs> I haven't watched too many wrestling documentaries. <laughs> yeah. I know Hector Guerrero is the gobbledygooker, <laughs> and he's a worker too, man. Yeah. He's a Guerrero. Um, the fucking gobbledygooker. That's a story I want to write. <laughs> Carry On Comfort by Dan Simmons. That's a cool f- cover. It's like a faceless. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah I should have just brought... I did that last time. I had the split screen on here yeah. so you could see it. 
Why didn't I do that this time? Why the, the whole point of this screen on screen action was yeah. to avoid that. No, I, I just get to see our voices go up. You know what? No, I'm I'm fixing it. I got the technology. Have the power. Just close out of that. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. It's still my phone. My favorite videos all time on the internet. The old guy who has like the computer file. And he throws it in the trash can on the computer. You know how you can throw yeah. it in the trash or something? And the computer just disappears in real life. <laughs> He's like, ah! Well, I'm going to bring that up real quick. No, I don't have time. <laughs> yeah, well, that going to be after. You know what? No, I got to. I, I don't care. <laughs> I think it was actually a GIF. Yeah, this, this is my favorite. Oh, come on. <laughs> we know we already got Grammarly. It's such an old computer. Like <laughs> <laughs> Why is he even doing that? Uh, <laughs> it's taking so long. There's <laughs> like such a lack of reaction. Just, I love it. Fucking old guy. Uh, what am I looking up? <laughs> That's <laughs> your list. <laughs> All right. There we go. Except the cookies. Except the cookies. But I'm not hungry. Except them. Oh, man. I was gonna say, this got to be easier for you to eat, too. It's not, actually. Oh, really? It made it worse. Oh, because of the script? The split? Yeah. Oh, my head hurts. When I get tired, my eyes don't work so well. My mouth don't talk so good, neither. Yeah. So what was I on? Night film. I'm going to look on my phone while you can read it on there. Oh, How about that? I guess. Uh, this is for your benefit, Spencer. We already did night well, film. Well, no, what was the one with the weird face? Carrying Comfort. Yeah, there you go. There we go, Simmons. Carrying Comfort by Dan Simmons. I'm about to cut all that out. <laughs> yeah, you are. Carrying Comfort by Dan Simmons. Simmons' novel follows several groups of people who have the ability, a psychic power that allows them to take control of others from a distance and force them to perform any action. If I had that power, I'd be in jail. But would I? I guess not. You know what the bad thing is? If I had that power... Yeah, I'd probably just use it to make my coworkers do the goddamn fucking job. Is that bad? Is yeah. that like is you're that like the guy who has the ability to fly? And what do you do? Use it to fly to work earlier? Yeah, yeah, boring. Save money on gas. <laughs> uh, next up, Pet Cemetery by Stephen King. We don't really need to read that one. If you don't know Pet Cemetery by now, I don't know. Get up from under your rock, I guess. Uh, I mean, it's kind of literally all in the title. Pet Cemetery. The Girl Next Door by Jack Ketchum. Horror often pivots on the corruption of or warping of societal norms and rules. Once you feel like you can't rely on the natural social order, literally anything is possible. Ketchum's disturbing novel about the unimaginable abuse suffered by two sisters when they are forced to live with their mentally unstable aunt and her three savage sons is based on real events. I don't... I feel like that would depress me. Uh, Any, like, real-life things? Yeah, I don't want these things to be real. I don't like, like, people always get off on the fucking real murder. We talked about yeah. this before. But even, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, everyone got super excited because it said based on true events. It wasn't, I mean, very vaguely off of, like, Ed Gein and stuff, but not, you know, cannibal Texas Chainsaw Massacre and folk. But uh, people, that they got so excited because they thought it was based on a real story. It's like, well, why does it have to be based on a real story? Why do you need the most awful things in the world to be real? Like, why does that make you happy? You're fucked up. Blindness by Jose Saramago. Helplessness is a key factor in a lot of horror. Most people labor under the delusions that they are in charge of their destiny and their lives, and horror is often effective simply by reminding us how little control we actually have. An epidemic of blindness leaves an entire city population secluded in a mental institution as society within and without crumbles. That sounds interesting. Yeah. Like a town where everybody goes uh, blind. What the fuck, Spencer? Oh, boy. Here we go. Blood Meridian by Cormac McCarthy. I have not read Blood Meridian. I only read The Road by him. And talk about a fucking upper. Man, you want to feel jazzed about life? Read The Road by Cormac McCarthy. Really get you in the mood for living. Yeah, it's going to make you want to go out and do stuff and talk to folk. Blood Meridian is also, from what I hear, very bleak. Which apparently that's all Cormac McCarthy, who was voted one of the top, if not the top, living writer of all time on a several list I've seen. Not of all time, living writers. Yeah. Top living writers. And I was like, 
I don't know about that. I mean, he's, I guess all his books are popular, but like the best? Well, I think that falls in like the, because like if he's doing the bleak material all the time, it makes him artsy fartsy and like, you know, I mean, even if that's not what he's trying to go for. He doesn't use he, punctuation. Uh, at all? Very rarely. At least he did it in the road, and from my understanding, he just doesn't. So, can you really say he's the best living writer of all time when he can't even use a fucking period? I think he used periods. He doesn't use commas, though. None of that. Yeah, and he doesn't... I don't think he uses apostrophes, so don't just... He just has a broken typewriter, probably, and he's just been getting away with it because, like, well, made a million dollars. I say, is it bad? Do I do a better job with my commas than he does? Because that's saying something, because I know commas are... Uh... Yeah, that's a, that's a hole in my game. Yeah, but you at least use them. He doesn't use them. I'll point out any. I'll get the road after this and point out just any random paragraph. And you're like, why? And I actually like that that novel a lot. I just didn't care for that. That style wasn't the grammatical. It? Well, it fit the novel and the themes because it was very bleak and it like it reads like that too. It's just like you can throw some commas in there. I can't fucking like apostrophes. I'm just a stickler for grammar rules. Uh, next up. Ooh, Exquisite Corpse by Poppy Z. Bright. It can't be bad if it's by somebody named Poppy. Bright? Bright's most famous novel follows two serial killers who initially aim to kill each other, but upon discovering a fellow traveler, instead engage in a spree of horrific sex and murder. Interesting. I never heard of that one. I always wanted to read this. I never got around to it. Actually, other than a couple short stories, I've never gotten around to reading any Ray Bradbury, which I really need to... Remedy, that's like Ash is one of his favorite authors, apparently. He's, uh, just all his work is great. Something Wicked comes this way. No. Uh, nope. Fucking, who words it this way? Ray Bradbury. Take two. Something Wicked this way comes. I think Something Wicked comes this way. It would be easier to read than something, whatever. Bradbury's epic rumination on childhood and adulthood tells the story of a magical circus come to a small town, offering the residents dark gifts they weren't aware they wanted. Uh, most notably, the carousal that can change your physical age, making boys who yearn to be adults grow older, and middle-aged men and women who yearn for their lost youth to grow younger. Uh, sounds like a fantastical tale. I'm sure nothing goes wrong. Probably not. Probably just happy thoughts all throughout. This is, okay, this is where I was when I was fucking rambling about the Haunting the Hill House movie. Yeah. There's a movie, I think, Hell House uh, yeah, as just, well. Yeah. I was confusing the two. Too many similar movies, I think, came out at the same time. If I'm remembering correctly, I could be wrong. But I am a Richard Matheson fan now that I read I Am Legend, so I would imagine... I would like to check out more of his work. Yeah, I would like to see, uh, read some more of his stuff, too. But we got Hell House by Richard Matheson. What Matheson taps into in this classic haunted house story is the universal fear that we are already lost, already broken, hired to investigate the existence of an afterlife by exploring the notoriously haunted Belasco house, a team moves in and slowly succumbs to the influence of the entity within. Uh, that sounds pretty interesting. I think like I said, I'm pretty sure, I, I know I saw the movie if it is a movie, because um, I saw a lot of those haunted house movies in the 90s and early 2000s. But I was like, at that age where you see and read and, you know, you absorb a lot of information, but your brain's not formed enough to retain it all. Yeah. So you just... Or, or even if you do, it's like the half-remembering because you don't have... Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I can't tell you how many times, like, now, that I was like, oh, I remember seeing that or kind of read or seeing that thing. Like, you know what I mean? And you had no idea back then. And then you start getting, like, the Mandela effect where, like, you misremembered something. Mm, and yep. you're like, wait a minute. I thought Peacha... Pikachu's tail was this color, and it's not. Like, you stupid shit. So this next book apparently sucks ass. Terrible. Awful. You hated it. I know uh -huh. you did. The Stand by Stephen King. Ah. Yeah, Mr. Stephen King's The Stand. Uh, again, one of the most popular works of all time. And her oh, fuck. <laughs> no! Why is it this high up on the list? <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't for Stephen King's The Stand. That was for the next one. On this list, which I will not recommend. Real, real quick, because uh, I think in that article it has a good point of maybe uh, if you're listening to this uh, to this episode anytime close to it being released, might be a little hitting home a little too hard reading the stand right now. If you try to do, do that, you know, you might want to wait until uh, things hopefully uh, uh, get a little bit better 
You know, it's been like two years, man. I'm just saying, with because in the book, a huge virus wipes out almost everybody on the, the planet. The pandemic's got to end sometime, right? It's gonna be 2022 in a few months. It's crazy. That's crazy. That's so crazy. Like all this shit started in like the end of 2019. Like what the fuck, dude? Um. Anyway, the one that made me uh, throw up my vocal cords was "Haunted" by Chuck Palahniuk. I'm not. I'm just gonna give you the fucking rundown. Bunch of people go into some kind of house or other, and they're all wannabe writers, and uh, they just take turns writing the grossest possible stories imaginable. Chuck Palahniuk apparently wrote this because he wanted to make people faint and or throw up and or shit blood. And apparently he succeeded in this when he read some of these stories in his fucking reading tour, but I, being, this is also the only Chuck Palahniuk I've read, and I was just like, well, I don't really want to read more of his work because this was fucking garbage. I I have read a couple of his books and they 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 were pretty good. I you let me borrow this and I've you gave it back without reading it. I didn't even crack it open. Uh, it's one of those things. It's just like I like gross stuff. I'm a gore guy when it comes to movies, and you know I can be low brow as you can get. I just thought this was gross for gross sake. I didn't. It's one thing if it's gross, but it's, you know, done like it's supposed to be funny or it's supposed to be scary or whatever it is. This was just literally just be like, I want to see if you'll throw. It was Scrody McBooker balls is yeah. what this was. And I was just like, why am I wasting my time on this? I could be reading something good. So I was just like angry when I finished. I was like, why did I fucking read this? It sucked. Um, and it's a big one, isn't it? Isn't it kind of thick? No, it's normal size book. I think or maybe it is thick. I don't know. I don't I don't remember. Um, next up is down. Da- Dawn, not down. I was going to say down. Dawn. Next up is Dawn by Octavia Butler. Although technically science fiction, this story of human race centuries after a devastating apocalypse is straight terror in many ways. Lilith is one of the last surviving humans awakened on an alien ship. The aliens, three sexed and many tentacled, offer Lilith a deal they will help her repopulate the earth. Okay, I'm just, yeah. That doesn't sound like horror to me. I guess it is sci-fi horror-ish, but... Though, that was one thing I do like, because like, I'm not much of a horror guy as you are. Even though your favorite author is Stephen King? Yeah, but I mean, like, you like with, like, the movies and right. stuff like that, like, uh... But I do kind of like a good, like, sci-fi horror mix. I think... Like Alien? Yeah, like I think if done properly, those two genres go together, can go together pretty well. They have multiple times. Not Jason X, but multiple times yeah. they have gone together very well. Hellraiser goes to space, too. It's also stupid. And Leprechaun in space. Uh, these are not the titles of those movies, by the <laughs> way. It's just... they're Basically uh, what they are. Yeah. There was also a Critters in space, I believe. Uh, all terrible movies. But Jason X was at least funny. Like, they had some cool kills. It was yeah. just, like... It was actually very well done if it just wasn't a Jason movie. That was kind of, like, stupid, but it was all right. Serial killer on a fucking, you know, serial yeah, zombie killer on a spaceship. Uh, next up, we... I'll, I'll speak for both of us and say we both recommend people read Dracula by Bram Stoker. Yeah. I thought it was really good. I liked it. Gets a little redundant as the book goes on, but it was still enjoyable overall. Next up, The Ruins by Scott Smith. Smith's story is deceptively simple. A group of tourists in Mexico go off in search of an archaeological site where a friend has set up camp. They find a pyramid covered in odd vines, the land around it salted and barren. Once on the pyramid, they discover the dead body of their friend covered in the vines and that the nearby villagers have arrived with guns to force them to remain on the pyramid. I don't know if I'm... I don't like killer plant stuff. You know? Yeah. Like plant monsters. You don't, not a big fan of poison ivy. Not a big fan of archaeological horror, or even worse, just straight up geography horror. <laughs> like, oh well, man, uh, that forest might... kills you. The well, trees get you. Well, what about uh colony? I didn't read it yet. But I mean, I'm just saying. There's like a monster in that though, isn't there? Not a fucking. But it's like like isn't it dealing with like ruins and and things like that? And like... I'm not saying ruins. I like ruins. I'm an H.P. Lovecraft fan. I'm talking about. Like jungles that come alive yeah. and eat you, or trees that fucking snatch you up. Like I just think that's kind of stupid. I'm not scared of a plant. I'm never gonna be scared of a plant. Like wasn't there uh, what was that movie where like spores make everybody into monsters? Oh, uh, the something? happening. Yeah. Fuck oh, that. I thought. Oh no, that's the one that like makes you want to kill yourself. I did the same fucking difference. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm not. That's just not my personal taste. I want things that are scary, not uh fucking. Well, you know, I didn't water my plant, so now he's getting revenge on me in my sleep. Bird Box by Josh Mailerman. I thought the movie was very overrated. It was okay. 
What um uh, now? Which one's Bird Box? That's what? the one with Sandra Bullock. Uh, and I'm gonna go ahead and say the she story's the same. Can't see any. You, you no, can't look at him, right? If you look at him, you go crazy and fucking kill yourself or kill others or whatever. So you can't see. You're not allowed to look at the monsters that are apparently there. I think Ashley said he read this and it was fucking awful. I think he yeah. sent me like a couple pictures of the the writing and it just wasn't good from what I remember. Because remember, like, like at the same time, there was like this, and then there was the quiet, qu- quiet place, right? So yeah. there was like the ones where you couldn't make a sound, and then there was like the ones where you can't look at them. Yeah, we had like a, you know, self handicapping, yeah, fucking genre of movies pop up all at once. Uh, ghost story by Peter Straub. A good old fashioned ghost story is designed to terrify and entertain. Uh, you're a fan of ghost stories, right? Shining, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I like a good ghost story. I mean, again, depending Done on right. I, I, I wouldn't mind checking this out because I have been wanting to check out some Peter Strobe books because he's done a couple, he's co-wrote in a couple books with Stephen mm-hmm. King, and I, I really like those. So he was always somebody that I wanted to eventually check out, but yeah. just never, you know, never get to him. Yeah, like, you know, speaking of ghost stories, I just read uh, Riding the Bullet. It was in that collection, uh, and you know that's about he gets on a car. It's pretty much a dead guy. Oh, this is a cool story. I like ghost stories. That's Stephen King too, by the way. Uh, Beloved by Toni Morrison. I did not know Beloved was a horror novel. I thought. I mean, everybody talks about this one of the greatest novels ever written, like especially of the twentieth century. I didn't know it was a uh, a horror. So let's uh, find. We'll dive deeper. Barnes and Noble. We'll dive deeper. If you don't think of Beloved as a horror story, you haven't been paying attention. Oh, I hate when people say that. Yeah. Yeah, I've been paying attention. I pay attention to things right good. Right good. Morrison's skill as a writer is in full effect as she draws the reader into what is assertedly one of the saddest and most horrifying stories committed to paper. There's no more terrifying sequence than the long slide into madness as escaped slave Seth or Sethi, uh, I'm pronouncing that wrong, convinced the young woman calling herself beloved is the daughter she murdered in an attempt to keep her safe from slaves, come to reclaim them, grows steadily thinner and weaker as she gives everything she has, including food, to Beloved, who grows steadily larger. Uh, and that was the number one on that list, so that's why I was in an uproar. Oh, that uh, was number one. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I forgot to scroll down on here. Yeah, no more. Wow. I uh, I mean, while the themes are horrific, like now what are we doing? Throwing in World War Two novels, throwing in Slaughterhouse-Five, anything can be yeah. horror right? if you're looking at it through the, just the lens of what's happening, as in like... You know, I haven't read Beloved yet. It's on my list. I just never got around to it. So it could very well be horrific, uh, but I wouldn't think just, that just makes it horror, you know? Uh, I feel like they're padding the list out, which is kind of upsetting because there were some great lists. Let me go to the this one list I look at. Because, like I said, most of these were 100 or 50. Uh, where's the NPR one? We'll do the NPR one. I'm just going to go to the top 10 and just read the titles because I think this will give us... Uh, Better depiction of. Do you the... know what order they're going in? Yeah. Cause I mean, like, are the are the are the tops at the bottom, or is like the is the tops at the at the at the bottom? Chaps. No, this isn't the right one. You're right. These are not in order. Fifty. We'll do fifty. Fifty. Yeah. Okay. This is the one I was reading. My mistake. NPR is full of baloney. I don't like. Same with that fucking last one, the, the Barnes and Noble. I don't like when they refuse to commit to the number. When they're just like, yeah. we can't have the list because we're gonna offend people. Well, then don't, and especially when they're like the top twenty, yeah. and then you don't put a number on it. What like, they're doing is making you picking. How the fuck do I close that ad? Oh, oh! Is there an X? Do you see an X? I do not see an X. How do I get rid of it? Does it just go? Ah! Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, now, uh, no. no! Well, at least I see an X now. Ah! Oh! <laughs> Stop seeing what, it. What about that arrow? There was an arrow. Where? It's gone now. Once you clicked on that thing, it's gone. This is terrible. I'm not going to give a shout out to this. Maybe if I make it bigger, it'll make it bigger. <laughs> Damn it. That's awful. All right. What am I doing? World War Z. I think I saw a hub-shaped boxes up there on the, up there towards the end. If, if that's accurate, true, that that's a definitely one you should check out. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll be quite... If this is the list I read the other day, you'll be very happy with the top ten. Yay. All right, all right, all right. Um, number ten, the Turn of the Screw by Henry James. I think that's on DPW. I feel like that's not a full novel. Maybe it is. Maybe I'm wrong. Number nine, Salem's Lot by Stephen King. 
I do think it was a little bit of a strange choice that that was the Stephen King they booked, you know, booked they chose for the top ten. It was Salem's yeah. Lot out of all. I think there's actually a few in this top ten, but just thought that was weird that that cracked the top ten over like Dracula and other yeah. things. Uh, eight, The Shining by Stephen King. Uh, here you go, number Ooh. seven, uh, Nosferatu by Joe Hill. I that was, uh, was good. That was uh, interesting. Uh, oh. <laughs> number six, House of Fucks by Mark Z. Fuckalooski, uh, 2000 and fuck. Was, I can't wait until we get him on the podcast. <laughs> you know what? He keeps asking. I keep saying no. Because <laughs> he, like, he's still in the middle of writing like a 30 fucking serialized book form of nonsense. I don't. House of Leaves wasn't that bad. I just thought it was hog shit in most <laughs> aspects. It seems pretentious. That's the word I would use. Uh, number five, Frankenstein or the modern Prometheus. I wouldn't say that was better than Dracula by any means. Number four, The Exorcist by William Peter Blatley. I'm not an exorcist guy, but I heard the book was good. I can say for the longest time, I didn't realize that was based, the, like it was based off of a book. Everything is. Yeah. Number three, Let the Right One In by John Ejivide Lindaviska. Never heard of that one, actually. I think if uh, if that's off the movie... Bullied grade school student named Oscar and his new friend and neighbor, Eli. Eli is brilliant, deathly pale, not to mention dirty and smelly. Yeah, this kid's like a vampire. Yeah. Number two, how do you feel about that? It. I like it. By Stephen King. I feel, I feel good about Who, that. What do you think's number one? Ooh. It's not going to be beloved by Tony Morris, I can tell you that. No. Uh, is, 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 it, is it King? I don't remember. Uh, Coin Locker Babies. Wow. <laughs> Let's creep in. Let's, Let's creep in. The. Starts with the. The. Eight. I can see The Haunting of Hill House uh, by Shirley Jackson. That's what I was trying to rope you in. I did remember uh, because I wanted to read that and I was trying to. Here's how the opening of The Haunting Hill House is one of the most famous openings in all of literature, considered some of the best writing ever put to paper. No live organism can continue for long to exist sanely under conditions of absolute reality. Even larks and katydids are supposed by some to dream. Hill House, not sane, stood by itself against the hills, holding darkness within. It had stood so for 80 years. It might stand for 80 more. Really? That's supposed to be one like the... I mean, it's good, and but I don't like. It's good. It's good. I mean, I think better. That <laughs> was just supposed to be one of the best because you just immediately get the image of the, the fucking house on yeah. the, the moonlit back. Fucking, I just picture evil castle like I don't know. Caddy did. She was Lord Cat. When do you see that? That's true. That's true. Right. Larks too. Got larks. But at like 150 words or 150 pages or something, I think we could read that. And if we have to bail, then it wouldn't be that much of a yeah. Uh, the question is, should we find a Kindle edition? Yeah, we'll find a Kindle edition. I don't want to. I'm getting too many. I've been buying too many books. Yeah. Like thousands of dollars worth of books. I'm getting out of hand. Uh, let's see if I'm even still recording. <laughs> I got forgot a, the forgot got a problem. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, 50 minutes in after I cut out all that other nonsense. 20 minute episode. Good. A uh, few folks. Well, oh, hold on. Hold on. I got a I got a surprise here for on, for on ale. Hold on. Give me one, one sec. But I already said it for folks. Huh? I already said the, the I started the outro already. If you folks, and then I have to if I don't finish it. Too bad. Too bad. For I know it. Uh, know me later in the month that you know that we started the podcast, but I wanted to get it out of the way out of my room. So I got us something for for like a to celebrate another year of, of DPW. Your a celebration. Celebration. And you picked this episode to celebrate it. Yeah. Could have been a good episode. You picked this one. You know what? That's fair. Oh! Yeah, ain't that nice? When did this come out? Years ago. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, a graphic novel adapted by Troy Little. A savage journey to the heart of the American dream. I'm going to fucking read this before I read that Great Gatsby graphic <laughs> novel. I'll tell you that much. Oh! Oh, did you read it yet? No, no. I didn't. I figured I'd, I'd bring it over here and then, you know... Could go from there. Can we snuggle under the covers and read it together? <laughs> oh man, that's sweet. I didn't even right? know that. They've been really doing a good. They're, well, these are all ID, ID, yeah. IDW, aren't well, they? I was listening to an old, uh, to an old comic book uh, podcast, um, a couple like like a month or so ago, and they were just they were one of the guys. I can't remember if it was like the writer or the uh, editor or something was on there. So, and they were talking about that, and I was like, what? 
and I got my phone and I looked it up and I saw that it was a thing. And then the next time I was down at uh, Collins at Pittsburgh's Comics, um, I asked them if they was available and they were still able to order it. And uh, so I was like, "Yeah, man, order me Sweet. one of those." Sweet. Yeah, you got to take a picture, put that on the old internet yeah. for folks to look at. Um. Anyway, excited now. I don't want to read horror now. I don't want to read that. Yeah. Uh, if you, by the way, I'm actually reading a book that if we call it Beloved, but let me look at, I keep forgetting the name. Uh, it's a, it's a weird name, but if you like Beloved by Toni Morrison, but you think that that qualifies as horror because of the themes and this fucking book I'm reading is definitely horror. It's in my current read books. I'm almost, it's only 120 or 30 pages. It won the Booker Prize. Oh, is that one of those books you got from yeah. the uh, um from the uh, literati? Is that what? Literati? Yeah, yeah, that was I picked it. Up. I I forget the. Oh, here we go. At night, all blood is black by David Yop. It is uh fucked up, man. Yeah, it's uh I don't even know really where to start. It's about World War One, like a- like Africans who were brought in to fight in World War One, and uh, I think they're fighting with France. Or for France, and uh, it starts off with the guy, his best friend, and like he considers him a brother, uh, gets shot, and his guts are everywhere, and he's like, you know, he keeps asking his friend to kill him out of mercy, and he won't do it, and then he dies this horrible death, and then the dude just goes fucking crazy, and now he's cutting off hands. It's just very violent and fucking disgusting, but so far, very good read. Hmm. Um. Anyway, so if you folks, uh, I would recommend checking. Well, I can't say that yet because I didn't finish the book. It could have an awful ending, but it won the Booker Prize, so I highly doubt that. Uh, if you folks want to check out our work, um, and also if you want to submit some horror stories, we are open for our Halloween submissions now. I actually lowered the word count now, so this year it's 3,000 words. If you have something that goes a little over, you know, just reach out and that, you know, might make an exception. Uh, also, we're taking flash fiction up to 500 words. Um, and poetry up to 80 lines. They have to all be horror themed, but there's not very uh, strict things, you know, too many strict guidelines. You can go to drunkenpenwriting.com and find the post, uh, get more information. You can also check out our fiction on there as well. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at drunkenpenwriting, Facebook and Instagram at drunkenpenwriting. And uh, if you have any horror suggestions I for like indie books or whatnot, I did put up a thing on Twitter. Though it's going to probably be like a fucking, you know, five days from now when this comes out. So, uh, I did not okay. pin that We're, to me, but. I'm say, well, that's okay. We're still in the, in the beginning yeah. of September, so there's time still. There's time. There's time. But if you want, you know, if you have a horror novel that you happen to have written, uh, and you would think it would fit our show or we would like to read it, let us know. And we just might buy a copy and read it for our book of the month. Um, anyway. Yeah. Stay sexy. Yeah, that's better than stay cheesy. Yeah. I've been stuck on that state cheesy thing. I don't know why. It sucks. It's a good line, though. It's not good. It's not I good like at all. I like I'm not the cheesy. Cheeto guy. There's no cheese. I just, I'd like saying it, too. Yeah. Uh, what, about, what about saying cheesy sexy? Ew. Sexy cheesy? Velvety. <laughs> <laughs>